t-shirt handstands, couples first photos, drumming BBC weathermen, and how to end phone conversations. Welcome back to Trends. This is the Trends Podcast. This is where we like to talk about just great things that are happening online this week. So I hope you've had a good week. I am slightly excited because after a few episodes ago, we talked about Zoom backgrounds and I was like, oh my word, I am going to need to start getting into Zoom backgrounds. So I ordered a green screen, which arrived over the weekend and now I am slightly obsessed. And it's like taking up all my time. I now have like a little project to do over lockdown, playing with the green screen. I've even asked a few people on my social medials what I should do with this green screen. And so watch this space. Who knows where that's going to take us. But I'm very excited to find out. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I could go anywhere. I could be traveling the world. I could go to different places. I could go to different dimensions, my favourite TV shows. I could even start different jobs just from using the green screen. So the options are wide open. I can't wait to find out where I'm going to go with this. (laughs) And of course, if you do have any suggestions, you can let me know on my Facebook page at DJB or Kayleigh Hillier on Twitter. Just keep them coming in. I've got so many to try already. It's going to be great. Now, of course, we love to talk about trends on this podcast. They've been a load this week. I was quite surprised when I was going through the list of trends that I could include. It was getting really tough to narrow it down to four, but I have picked four out, which we're going to go over today. But then the question is, you know, should I have picked a different one? You can let me know. Just draw me a message. Now, I think it's about time we start getting into our trends. It's me rambling on. Let's look at the trends for this week. Number one. Tom Holland started a new trend with the t-shirt handstand. It's being called the impossible handstand challenge because it is pretty difficult to do. And... I feel like you need some good upper body strength. Of course, Tom Holland, aka Spider-Man, has probably had the training to do this. (laughs) Basically what it involves is you doing a handstand with your feet up against a wall and you need to try and put on a t-shirt that's lying on the floor in front of you. So you've got to use your hands whilst your body is up against the wall in a handstand position to try and put a t-shirt on. In principle, it sounds fairly simple, but of course, this is a handstand. This is not like, oh yeah, put a t-shirt on. You know, no, no. You do need to have some sort of athletic ability and also the ability to do handstands to even attempt to do this challenge. (laughs) Clearly, I mean, Tom Holland has got the butt off of body strength, probably because he is Spider-Man, to be able to do this. Um, One thing that I do enjoy is just watching people's attempts to try and replicate Tom Holland in the handstand challenge because even those who maybe are not sort of like athletically there are at least giving it a go. Personally, I'm tempted to try it, but I also know that I 
there's a reason why I haven't done the handstand since I was a kid. <laughs> so I don't want to kind of have to be one of those annoying people going to the emergency room during lockdown because I've done something stupid. <laughs> now, I've been looking at videos of the handstand challenge. There seems to be two techniques that people are mainly sticking to to do the handstand challenge. Number one, put it through your arms first. So you want to try and like, I think the worst thing about the t-shirt is the fact that obviously it's a piece of cloth that doesn't stay in a specific position. As you try and kind of maneuver things around it, it's obviously just going to flop back down. So you've got to kind of bear in mind that it's not necessarily that easy to maneuver a t-shirt. So you have to kind of really, really work with the material that you have. And so when you're trying to put it through your hands, obviously you're only, you're only going to be able to use one hand at a time because the other one's going to be holding you up. So trying to maneuver a t-shirt so you can get your hand in the right way. Then once you've got one hand in, you then need to put that hand down and move to the other hand to try and get it through the other way. Obviously trying to make sure that your arms are still available, that once you've got two hands in, you can whip it over your head and then pull it up so that it, it actually does the t-shirt whole thing. Now, the other way of doing this is also tricky. I don't think there's no way that it's not tricky in doing this. <laughs> Where you've got to put it, people put it through their head first and then try and get their hands in to do the whole thing. Now, whilst I think sometimes that might be easier, I when I watch people do it, I'm like cringing because I'm like, I just don't want them to get their arms stuck and then they're going to collapse on the floor because they've just failed at the handstand challenge. The t-shirt got stuck, it's not going anywhere, your hand's stuck. You either stay like that or you're going to fall to the floor. <laughs> there is, I think also because there is, there is a risk of injury with this one that I think it, that's why it kind of entices people, it kind of entices people to have a go, you know? <laughs> The handstand challenge, definitely keeping giving people a run for their money. If you've got more than one person, they like making a race. So not only are you number one trying to do the handstand challenge, you are then also trying to beat your mate at doing it. Just adding to the pressure of the whole challenge in one. At least one thing that kind of made me feel a little bit better when you watch the original video of Tom Holland doing it is the fact that he takes his time, like... There's no rush, it's just a case of trying to put the t-shirt on. But of course, as people get more and more into it, there's an element of competition going on and who can do it faster. I also feel like looking at people trying to attempt doing this, there is a, there's a certain amount of flexing going on. <laughs> certain amount of flexing, hey look at me, look at my muscles, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Which is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, celebrating what you're you're able to do <laughs> especially guys who you know they're not wearing a t-shirt at the start of the video so you know it does make me wonder how many of them are uh, are clenching at certain points if nothing else though you can admit that doing the handstand challenge or preparing yourself to do the handstand challenge could be a good goal for the lockdown you know you've got to start building up your upper body strength start getting, you know, a little bit gymnastics involved as well. So maybe this could be a good fitness goal for you to do whilst you're in lockdown and attempting to do the handstand challenge. And hey, 
Maybe it gives you a new way to put on your t-shirts in the morning. Our next trend is an Instagram trend where people are sharing the first photo with their significant other. Whether you've taken it yourself or whether somebody else has taken it, people are going through looking at their histories, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, dragging out that one photo, which is like the first one you were ever tagged in with your significant other, and then putting them on Instagram for everybody else to see. Doesn't matter how long you've been with the person or anything like that, and how many years it's been, you're digging through, you're finding that photograph, and then you're sharing them. But the way in which this trend kind of keep steam is the fact that you then have to tag other people to attempt to do the same thing. So it's just like a rolling tagging photo scenario, just keeps on going, just doesn't stop. Which is great if you have a significant other and you've been with them with enough time that you've taken some photos. It would be really depressing if you've been with somebody for quite a while and you haven't actually got any photos. <laughs> This is one thing I always like, I always like have this question whenever you sort of start to get to know someone or you're going to date someone or something, it's like, when do you take like the first photo? And is it a bit of a big deal or is it not? Like if you go on a first date with someone, is it appropriate to grab a photo? Because you, you know, it's like memories, so you can like remember it for, for the future. If you do end up getting together with a person, you have a photo of your first date that maybe not everybody has a photo of their first date. But at the same time, you're thinking, do I want to ask this person that maybe you don't know very well right now to have a photo? Because you don't want to give them the wrong impression and think, whoa, okay, it's getting, it's getting deep quite quickly. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a risky one. It is a risky one. I think that's why a lot of the people that I have seen who have taken photos and shared the first photo of them together is usually not taken by them. It's... it's from a friend or somebody else has taken it, whether it's like a sort of friends gathering together, just to the point where maybe you weren't like really serious at the time, but the photo's there just because it happened. Maybe you're going to the same friend's meal or the same house party or whatever it is. So it kind of like unknowingly became the first photo that you were photographed together. But you won't know that till like years down the line. So I think this is why this trend's quite fun is it's forcing people, especially because they got the time in lockdown to like trawl through their social medials, looking through, through sort of all the photos, especially on Facebook where you could tag other people quite a lot, going through to find those really, really early ones and figuring out, okay, this is the first one that we were officially photographed together. The only downside with this particular trend, it doesn't work if you're single. Okay, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> and I, I've noticed as well that if you are the person who's doing it and you're tagging other people, you need to know who you're tagging because it would be, you would be like the worst person ever if you tagged a friend who was single or who had recently broken up with someone because then they're just going to be a little bit dejected that they can't share a photo with their significant other. You're just reminding them of the fact that they're still single. <laughs> and then it, it got me thinking because I was like looking at all my friends and those who were sharing photos of the first photo they had together. And I was like, okay, well, I'm single. So what 
if I was tagged by some poor person who obviously just <laughs> didn't think about it, what would be, what would I do instead? Like, what would be my first photo? Would it just be the first one of me on the app? Because I, I could do that. But I'm pretty sure that's been done before, you know? I'm pretty sure that was a trend at some point when people had to find the first photo they had on Facebook or something like that. So I was like, what else would it be? Could it be like the first photo from when you, when you were single again? <laughs> Which could either be a really long time or quite a short time. But would people really know? Would it really have that effect? Or is there like another way of doing this? Because it just makes me think, because you, you don't want to be, you, you don't want to miss out on these great opportunities. Everybody else is doing it. You're scrolling through your stories on Instagram, seeing everybody sharing their first photo together. You could potentially find that friend who tagged you and find the first photo that you two had together, as long as people don't take it the wrong way <laughs> and they're okay with it, then maybe that will like bridge that gap so you don't feel like you're missing out if you're single and you want to do the couple's first photo challenge. I mean, embrace it. Or you could just make up a fake partner and just make a photo. So many people now are using photo apps to just do that. Maybe don't use, maybe just like make them up, make a cartoon version or something. Because you don't want to use a real person because it's your crush and they didn't realise that they were in this photo. <laughs> Might be a little bit awkward. So that is the couple's Instagram photo challenge. No, it's not. That is the couple's first photo challenge. And if you're single, forget about it. Trend number three this week opened up a whole barrel of worms when we were discussing how on earth do you end a phone conversation during the lockdown? Now with everybody being in lockdown, obviously we're communicating via Zoom and telephones and things like that, texting. Now the problem is when you're on Zoom or you're having a phone conversation with someone, usually when you wanna get off the line, you would usually use a use an excuse of like, oh, you have to go out to the shops. You need to carry on with your work. Now, most people know that you have got extra time, you're fairly free, or that your schedule is flexible enough that, you know, you don't really have an excuse to leave the conversation. So how on earth, in lockdown, do you effectively leave telephone conversations without offending the other person? <laughs> And this was a whole debate that started over the weekend on Twitter. At Black Tress on Twitter said, how are we ending phone conversations now that we don't have anywhere to go? And what I love is the responses to this open up some great opportunities to try these out in your own mind. <laughs> Dwayne says, I've been saying, okay, I'm done. And being okay with whatever response that garners. <laughs> I kind of like that just for the fact that it's very honest and to the point and you can use that whether you're happy to end the conversation or you just need to get off the line because it just kind of like I'm done I'm leaving however they want to take that on the other side of the phone is up to them but at least they can't say that you were lying at any point <laughs> and I feel like that's quite useful as well just for the fact that um if you're like me and you're just way too polite, I just end up caught never leaving until they leave, because I don't know how to leave. 
And this is a problem that not just happens now, this has always happened when I go to social events, when I'm on the phone with someone, I just do not know how to end it. I will go to social events or hang out with people and I'm there going, I wanted to leave an hour ago, but I still don't know how to get out of this situation. Or when you're like in a group or like a situation where there's lots of people and people are talking and you end up in a group of people talking and you're kind of done with the conversation, but you don't know how to politely walk away And so you end up being like half an hour extra with this group that you could have spent talking to somebody else or just kind of like, just leaving, you're done. (laughs) There's no easy way of doing it. So I think this has exposed a whole like issue where this is not just something that is a problem in lockdown, this is something that's a problem all the time, especially if you're socially inept like me and you just do not know how to end conversations. I'm the most awkward person on the phone because as I know we're winding down and I'm trying to think, okay, how do I get out of this? And there's just no easy way. I just don't know how to do it. So I'm hoping I can pick up some ideas from this to help me and hopefully help you as well. Marcia says, I'll say, well, I'm gonna make make dinner regardless of the time of day. (laughs) I love it. I think food is gonna be a big factor in this. Also, um, Rayanne says, just pull the dinner out of the oven. (laughs) There's a lot of dinner or food related go-to responses that I think are going to prove quite useful. I like the fact that you could also use dinner at any time of the day because they don't know what you're doing and you could just be like, I'm just preparing it. I just need to finish it off. Politely moving the conversation to its close. Marco Dante says, okay, I'm going to jump in the shower. That is another good one. They don't know. They don't know if you haven't showered for three days or if you showered this morning. But you could just be like, okay, I need to, I need to get in the shower. Scam Goddess says, I've got to get to the living room. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> the nice thing is, I think a lot of these as well, you could just say them off the cuff and see whether or not they actually register what you're saying. Are they still actually paying attention to this whole conversation or are they as checked out as you are? So if you say something like, I've got to get to the living room, what does that mean? They might not even think about it and just shut it down. You'll never know. Chase says, the cool thing about having a dog is that you can say, well, I've got to walk my dog. That is so true. They won't know if you've already walked the dog. Man, we need to embrace Betty more, I think, in this household, and she could be the greatest excuse for getting out of things. Kevin, I haven't, I actually haven't eaten yet today, so I've got to go. (laughs) Lol12 says, my five-year-old niece used to say, I don't want to be on the phone anymore, and she'll hit the red button. (laughs) To be fair, though, that could just save a lot of people's time if we just knew how to effectively end conversations, just be honest. Maybe not, I don't know if you're going to be as brutally honest as that, but just being like, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore. Goodbye. That's it. What I would love to see, though, is somebody trying these out and seeing what effect they have. Some of the more outlandish ones, I think, are good. Reshma says, well, we've talked enough. Call me tomorrow if you like. It has been working for me. Also, I've been getting lucky that my friends don't charge their phones very well. (laughs) 
Breezy says, well, I've run out of things to say, talk later. <laughs> to be fair, I think it also depends on how often you're talking to people because like how much do you actually get on during your day? How much do you actually do during your day to warrant telling everybody what's going on? Maybe you run out of things to say quite quickly or it just comes back to coronavirus because that seems to be all that people want to talk about. So at some point you just get to the point where you're just done. Had enough. So I think it is very easy to run out of things to say. <laughs> Lauren just says, all right, I've got to go. Love you, talk to you soon. <laughs> I love I love how like ambiguous that one is. I've got to go. They don't know what you've got to do. And that makes it sound like you're busy even though you're in lockdown. Just giving an air of, uh, of busyness. So if nothing else, hopefully that has helped you to narrow down some options on what to tell people when you want to end a telephone or Zoom conversation. Bearing in mind with Zoom that you are videoed, so you can't necessarily lie about everything. <laughs> Just enough that they don't know, they can't see any evidence of anything else going on, and I think you'll be okay. But I will be watching out for people who use this on me as well. But hopefully I will actually have the ability now to end conversations more than I did before when I would just get stuck waiting for it to end. Trend number four is a video of a weatherman playing drums. This all started when a video by the BBC weatherman Owen in which he played along to the BBC News theme on the drums at the end of the forecast and it's prompted other people to show off their drumming skills or their musical talents as well. If you haven't seen the video, it is really impressive. He does, he sort of ends the weather and then it sort of cuts to him walking to his drum. Now bearing in mind, I think what makes this video so much better is because he's a weatherman, he's, he's got the sort of, he's got his weatherman suit on, he's looking very fancy, very formal, and then he just jumps onto his drum kit. <laughs> It almost looks like he could be like going to a wedding or something. I mean, he's got he's got a fancy tie on. He's got a waistcoat as well. This isn't just like a shirt, like a suit. He's got the waistcoat for a suit as well, and like almost like a matching handkerchief in the pocket. So he's gone all out on this. Very very smart. And then he drum jumps on his drum kit. On Twitter he says, when they say try working from home, I didn't realise they expected me to do the music too. And it's the video of him playing the drums to the backing of the weather. The weather music's playing and then he just kind of whips it out. But what I love about this video is how into it he gets. Not only has he got a suit on, he's like properly jamming to the weather <laughs> music. Who knew that the weather music could prompt such a response that it could get that, people could get that into it. He's really, really, he's really working it. And of course, as with anything on the internet, this just prompted other people to get involved. There are so many videos now of people attempting to do the weather forecast music with the drums. Katie's also done it in response to Owen as a drummed accompaniment to him. So you've now got two drummers playing to the weather forecast music. It's also prompted other weather forecasters to share their hidden talents. Because obviously on the weather forecast, you just see them 
stood there in, you know, their conservative outfits, pointing and doing the weather. So who knows what they get up to when they're not at the green screen or they're not doing the weather. For example, Laura Toppin showed a video of her playing the flute after the ITV weather. <laughs> it says, after some practice, a little somewhere over the rainbow on my flute. <laughs> you could almost set up a whole like weather forecast band of weather people playing instruments. Liam, the weatherman, decided to add some accompaniment with playing the piano. And it seems to be that people are adding more instruments as well to the original video. Ashley Kingsley, here's an accompaniment to your video. Here's an accompaniment. So he's done a, uh, a pianoed addition to the original video. Now we've got two drums and a piano all playing along. Who knew that the BBC weather news theme could really spark this much joy and that it was that musical? You know, somebody out there who created the BBC news theme probably never thought that one day it would become a musical trend and people are really, really getting into it. And it's bringing people a lot of joy. I don't know if we have listened to the news theme as often as we have this week, just for the fact that we are enjoying the amount of times that people are adapting it to their own pleasures. <laughs> Gemma says, honestly, this trend of remixing the BBC News theme is one of my favourite things online right now. Shaz Bake says, you rock. We're all going a bit mad, so this is just what the doctor ordered. <laughs> Awkward Ada says, they need to replace the original, they need to replace the usual music with your performance permanently. <laughs> that is fantastic. Paul says, this is everything you've won. <laughs> Maybe we need to start sharing our other weird talents and hidden talents online just to keep us busy during the lockdown. What could you be sharing? Could it be a drum solo to <laughs> the weather forecast? What else? Where else could you take it? Those are our four trends of the week. Quite an eclectic mix. And I could have gone to lots of other places because there were so many other trends we didn't even talk about the Tootsie Slide Challenge from TikTok that I don't know how Drake does it, but he keeps making trends out of his songs and we keep doing them. Although this one seems to have taken like two different angles and I can't decide which one I like more. So who knows, we might be revisiting that one at some point. Also one that we didn't include this week was the which cartoon character's death was the worst, which one were you most emotional about? And Hollywood movie duplicates were being talked about a lot on Twitter this week. So many things online, but we could only squeeze it into four. Now, which one should be our trend of the week? It is a tough one. We've got the t-shirt, handstand, couple's first photo, how to end phone conversations, and the drumming BBC weatherman. But which way should it go? There, I like this week because they're so different. I'm going to... It's not going to be the couple's first photo, just for the fact that, you know what, like, a lot of people miss out on that one, because they're not in a couple. Just one of those things. Also, I would love to have the how to end phone conversations, because it is so helpful, but I do feel like there are some bigger ones this week that we need to narrow it down to. So it's down to 
the handstand challenge and the drumming BBC weatherman. But which way should this go? Which one should be the trend of the week? This is the question. The thing I like about both of these is it's kind of people sharing their talents online and just encouraging other people to do it. I think, though, that the BBC weatherman takes it this week. As much as I like the handstand t-shirt challenge, a little bit dangerous and not everybody can do it, but I think anybody could potentially embrace sharing their talents online, those hidden things that maybe you share, haven't shared before. And I also like how he kind of twists it into his job. Like people just see him as the weatherman and now he's the drumming weatherman. A whole new angle. Who knows what else he's going to do with the drums, but I'm excited to find out. Well, that's it from me this week. Thank you so much for watching. If you liked this podcast, then of course you can subscribe. Give me a like, anything like that. And of course, we'll be back next week looking out for our trends of the week. If there are any trends that you want to see us discuss, then of course, you can let me know via Twitter at Kaylee Hillier. Or we have got our Instagram account now, we underscore love underscore trends with a Z, because we're cool like that. <laughs>